Hey everyone, I know you've heard me speak about microdosing and how much I love it. And I'm talking about microdosing THC. I love it. And that's why I love our sponsor, microdose.com. Microdose gummies are incredible. They deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. And when I mean just the right amount of good, I mean in so many situations, anxiety, sleep, focus, pain, relaxation. There are so many different strains and they're really helpful. And I have recommended microdose.com to so many people. And you know what they say to me? Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't be afraid of microdosing. Go to microdose.com and you'll learn all about microdosing THC. These gummies feel amazing. They taste amazing. I have used them to get me into the zone I need to write. I've used them at night after a stressful day or a stressful show to relax. I have also said to family members, please take a gummy right now. And they've said, oh, good idea. So check it out. Check it out because they're fantastic. And I'm not like a big weed person. I mean, I used to be. And I do enjoy, I do enjoy weed every now and then, but I love, I love these gummies and I take them with me everywhere. So check it out. Don't be afraid. They're all natural. They're fantastic. And you deserve it. So what are you going to do? You're going to do something that is fantastic. You're going to get 30% off your first order. 30% off. That's a lot. Plus free shipping today at microdose.com. Use promo code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. It's available nationwide. They deliver it to your door. That is microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold for 30% off and free shipping. Do it. Go to microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold. You deserve it. You deserve it. And you know what else? You're welcome. Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. Let's bring her out. The star attraction, the one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ms. Judy Gold. Okay, welcome everyone to a very special edition to Kill Me Now. I have two guests today, two very exciting guests. I have been a guest on their podcast. I'm just saying there's going to be some screenshots and some video on Instagram. I look like shit and I don't care because... Our guest today, or our guest, like I have multiple personality disorder, um, guest wrote this amazing book, If These Ovaries Could Talk, which is also the name of their podcast, which I was a guest on. I also wrote the forward to the book because I'm really nice. Anyway, uh, <laughs> and I figured, you know, we're, we're talking about being moms and this is what I fucking look like, okay? <laughs> and that's it. I'm not going to get all fucking prepared and dressed up for you people, although... I have to say, Jamie and Robin blew out their hair. Okay. We so. did. We <laughs> did. We did. Now, first of all, Jamie Kelton and, and Robin Hopkins are not lovers. They no. are friends. No. They are friends. No. We like to clarify that right off the bat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and 
they did something fucking incredible. They started a podcast about the creation, the ongoing shit around being in or being a part of or knowing or whatever, LGBTQ plus families. I have to give you kudos for that because my entire career has been, no, no one wants to hear about that. You're too gay. You're too this. You're too that. And you took one of the most specific um, (laughs) niche. Yes. But so important. So Mm -hmm. fucking important. I, I love you for it. And the book is so good. And the forward is just. I mean, the, the forward. forward to die the forward. But also. You, you gave us the most amazing pull quote. Yeah, you did. And we are very thankful to oh, you for that. Robin, use it everywhere. Oh, good. And I just have to say, though, you say I'm in chapter three and I have not found myself in chapter You're three. all over. You're actually. everywhere in this book. No, I'm not. You, you have a little <laughs> index in the back and it says Judy Gold chapter three. And I'm not in chapter fucking three. Judy well, Gold. Are you serious? Is it time to blame to, like, the publisher? We didn't and also, that. if I, we didn't. And, all right, I did do something really Are you stupid. you already picking the book apart? Go ahead. No, yes, yeah, I okay. noticed that like there were some people that were in like five chapters, whatever. <laughs> but like, but Judy, did Brox. you notice? Did Emma you notice? Brox. Emma Brox. <laughs> did you notice that you have very long passages? Yeah, whatever. And Emma Brox's might be shorter. I yeah. love how Henry doesn't even have a last name. And then um, Emma T., He's in fucking 3, 9, 10, 11, 12, 14, and 15. What the fuck? Okay, let's see. <laughs> David? What the fuck with David? Who gives a shit about David? I'm saying Which who David? Which, yeah, there's a that's, couple that's of David. David uh, from Broadway. David. David. Emma, T, Emma T was a child of gay mom, so she had to go in a lot oh, of places. All right, she can go. Yeah, that's true. All right. <laughs> okay, so first of all, let's start with you guys. Again, Jamie, not a couple. Not a couple. Not a couple. Okay, even yeah. though your your wives probably think you are a couple, but whatever. Um, are <laughs> they, they do is spend it, a lot of time? Is together. there any jealousy among the wives with what you two have? I mean, I think we've both been married so long that our wives are just like, get out. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they're that. just like, they're like, <laughs> no. And then there is a little bit of like, oh my god, is it Robin again? Is yeah, Robin you- <laughs> fucking emailing you again. There is a little bit of that. I am texting her twenty four seven. Who are you emailing with right now? Who is that, Robin? Yes, it's Robin. <laughs> You know, I don't think Elisa could, I don't think she could fucking deal. She gets so jealous. Like, I I mean, everyone, I go to the gym and they're like, (laughs) oh, can I have your card? And then, you know, she's like, "Eh, why don't you fuck her? Why don't you go fuck her now? I'm like, oh my God, please. You know, it's like, so- that Kudos. probably feels nice, though. My wife's no, like, it's, it's boy, it's 13 and a half years. It's fucking boring. It's fucking boring. <laughs> Maybe, I think okay. it's because we boring. both have younger kids. So, like, our brains don't, we're right. not right. Yeah. in that space no. at all. Wait no. till you have older kids, and then <sighs> you, you're away for three months, and you write them a long email about exactly how you want the apartment to look when you get home, Ooh. and then you walk in, and it's a fucking disaster. Oh, okay, no. Okay, thank you. Now, no, no, I don't um, want that. I don't, I don't want, want that. that. So, who would like to begin? I would like to go over each one of your childhoods. Um, let's, let's start. Let's start with Jamie's childhood. <laughs> Just so get people get. I enjoy. The show. So, Jamie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> She's just, Judy, I just have to tell you, she's just trying to get me yelled at again. She wants Judy, if you don't yell at Jamie during this podcast, I will be very disappointed. It's going to be, yeah. (laughs) Okay, thank you. So, uh, uh, Jamie Kelton, 
but before you became the voice of the ovary, you're you're a performer. You're a performer. Yes. You're a voiceover actor. You were on cruise ships. You worked at my gym. I did. You have a good memory. <laughs> um, I did. So, you know, tell everyone, you know, you grew up in a heteronormative, <laughs> right? Yes, yes I, had a, I had a mom and a dad and an older brother. Right. A dog and a cat. If we're getting into that, I grew and up in where'd San, you grow up? Where did San you grow Francisco. Up? That's right. So not completely. Why did I just say that's right? Like um, you're going to find Yeah, like lie. you knew yeah. that. I think you did oh, yeah. know that. I did know that. Yeah. Keep um, yelling at her, Judy. But so not completely heteronormative because I was in San Francisco in the, in the right, 70s so and 80s. Right, so you're lucky. Now, were you in San Francisco proper? Yeah. You're fucking lucky. I am. I'm pretty cool. And I think I'm cool in that respect. Now you're going to yell at me. <laughs> You're not cool, but whatever you want to think. Um, so, so you grew up in San Francisco. Yeah. Did, did you go to San Francisco public schools? I sure did. And popular? Um, I didn't think I was popular, but we just had a... She was popular. I, we just had a guest on our live stream who was in theater with me in high school. And, I, and according to her, I was cool. Okay. If you but, were not cool, you would you fucking know, know it. it, okay? You know it. I so was shut the loser. fuck up. Yeah. There's yell number one, okay? I, <laughs> I didn't think I was popular, I, but I she her, just like, her, her. She flipped her I hair as she yeah. did. I didn't think I was popular, but I, but you know what? Like, the, I sang. I was a singer, so I was right. known for singing. I did musical theater, so I was... Right, so you were, you were, like, I used to have this bit in my, <laughs> my act <laughs> when I first started. This is one of my favorite bits, but I used to do a thing. This is like when I was in my early 20s and I, about all the girls in high school who were in the musicals and they would sing through their noses like, everything has its season. Everything. <laughs> and then all the kids in the, um, in, in all the kids in high school would be watching and be like, oh my God, she is so talented. She is totally going to make it. But you were probably, what, what plays were you in? In high school? Yeah. Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh my God, I love Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> Hey, Zana, who's that? Oh, wait, Drew Bell, Jesus Christ. Oh, okay. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that was my that was my breakout role. That's when I really got the part of my dreams. I was Mary Magdalene. Oh, nice. Which you would you. never think, but it happened. I'm also extremely short. So it was like a big yeah, deal that I got that part because I was so tiny. Right. Not that that matters. Now, is everyone in your family tiny? Yeah, my dad was short. How my short? My mom, five, six. Wow. I'm short for a dude. Five six or five eight. My brother is five ten. Oh, that's my mom's good. like my mom's like five four. But my mom has a like her brother is six feet, and then his kids are daughters too, are like six feet, five eleven, six feet. Wow. So we run the game. It gamut. goes by the mother. It goes because you know, Ben plays basketball and all the coaches throughout him growing up would say would they all ask how tall the mother is. Oh, interesting. Yes. Mm. Interesting. He's well, very tall, that one. Yeah. Yeah, he's 6'8". Did you know? Well, I'll ask you that after. Okay, now. <laughs> Did I know I was gay? This is very, this is a new. I already, thing. I want to go there because I definitely had crushes. Right. In high school. I had a, I had a high school sweetheart, my boyfriend, that, that I was like ready to marry. There was that. But okay, I always. Okay, what's his name? Dominic Nolfi. He's actually um, been on Broadway numerous times. Is he gay? He's straight now, but his brother's gay. And I was like, what, what do you mean he's him. straight now? I mean, he's still straight. <laughs> Maybe in another week or two on Broadway. He's, yeah. <laughs> He's straight. Well, there's no Broadway right now, but um, 
So, and did you have sex with him? Am I allowed to ask this? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can ask. But yes. And yes. did you like it? Did you like it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Oh, like, wow, I'm so uncomfortable. Right? I'm <laughs> yeah. like so amazed right now. I'm like, damn, we yeah. never talked so, about this. But you re- see. Okay. Okay. Well, let me get to Robin and then we'll go back to but that. No, I, had, to I wanted to say sex. there was this girl in high school. She only came like one year. She was like a transfer student from Ireland. Her name was Jane. She had short hair. She wore, were you, she you were thinking like about a, her when you had sex with Dominic. She, <laughs> yeah. Bit, yes, definitely. She rode like a, a motor scooter to school every morning. And you just wanted to hang out with her a I did, lot. All the time. I thought about Jane a lot. I did. Yeah. I wonder it what was, Jane's doing. I wonder what Jane's doing. She didn't stay. She didn't stick around. Well, you so. could look her up. On, you know, there is I don't even know her last name. She's married right. now, Judy. Let's not yeah, get her divorced. True. What happened to Jane? She's had her out. Now, Robin. Yes, Judy. <laughs> Where did you grow up? I was born a small white baby in upstate New York. Where? Homer, New York, nice. near, near Ithaca, near Syracuse, middle of nowhere. And you, cows. Were, and you were athletic. I sure was. Yeah. I played, I, and unlike, unlike Jamie, I was not popular. She was on the football team. And a lot of it was because I played football. I was the first girl to play football in the tri-state area after Title IX. We'll send out. you that picture. Woo! Yeah, so I was, the, we'll I was on the news picture. and it was very cool in fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. But then guess when it wasn't cool? Middle school in and high school. school. Uh, yeah. yeah. Now- you know, I, and I was also, I was center. Just, just process that for a second. <laughs> wow. I don't even now, know. Okay. So I was hiking the ball with a dude with his hands between my vagina and siblings. I have an older sister in Texas and, and she's straight. Yes. And parents. Uh, I have two of them, both deceased. Uh, Same. Uh, Yay! And moms, and I love a good dead mom or dad joke, and it makes everyone yeah. very uncomfortable. Yeah, I know. Like Jamie yeah, talks once, about her mom all the time, and I was like, my mom's dead. Yeah, I say it all the time. I yeah. say it on stage. I'm like, yeah, oh, my mother's dead, and they're like, oh. my mom would find that funny. So yeah, exactly. I, that's why I feel okay about it. But so, she was a little drunk, and so is my dad. And right, then they I separated, that. and yeah, and then okay. So you uh, were a little butch girl. There was little tomboy. And <laughs> did anyone ever say? or mention sexuality or it was just like Robin's a tomboy. No, it was, it, no, nobody did, which is odd. Like no, it, cause it's like, they were making fun of me a lot. And you would have thought like, you know, with the football references, they would have been like Dyke or something, but nothing it was, it was never, that was never a thing. Or maybe you wow. just didn't hear it. Mm, I, I don't, Why are you looking no, at your watch? She's doing it again, Judy. <laughs> Why the fuck are you looking at your watch? Do you have somewhere better I'm to be? I'm taking my watch out. I can't. Well, that is fun. why oh I don't God. have an Apple watch. That is why. I have I those have, notifications turned off on mine. I have, I have a, a two-year-old. Oh, don't know. fucking shit. Fuck. He's got a cold. Okay. I don't know. Okay. And he has another mother. Okay. So, so Robin, I just read, I don't know if you read this, but there was a tennis player in Teaneck who wanted to play on the boys tennis team. Mm-hmm. Abby Selden, I think her, her name is Selden. And she, sorry. And she um, <laughs> was represented by Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And this oh, is interesting. Yeah, because it's sep- yeah. separate but equal. They don't have, right. if they're, that's why they had to let me play on the football team because right. there was no women's football team at the time. So they were required well, she, by law to let me play. She was so good. And there was no team that she, you know, yeah. could fit on. So she has to play with the boys and then the boys fucking threw her down the stairs basically. But yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So you're playing Shocking. football. How did, and were your parents, did they ever say, Robin, seriously, you are a girl. You shouldn't be playing football. 
I think when I first said I wanted to sign up, like they weren't really thrilled about it. But you know what? When my mom was really sick before she died, she was moving in the hospital. I had to pack her up. I found a letter that she wrote to the news station thanking them for the piece that they did on me and how proud she was of me. And she had never told me that. And it was like so wonderful. So like they were, I mean, they were like at every game they were, well, my mom was, my dad was like selling cars or some shit, right? but like they were supportive, but I think they knew, I don't know. I think they both just sort of knew like the path that was coming. They were kind of like, when I did tell my dad I was gay, he was like, I remember him like kicking the tires and he was like, do you think maybe it's the friends you're hanging out with? And I was like, no, I was like, I was like, no, dad, I, I, I don't think so. And he goes, I guess. Yeah. I, I probably always knew. And it's yeah, like, and that guy was like, just not in touch. It was like, I mean, was it the bowl cut? Was it, you know, but was it's it the also football? like, it's also like now when you're a parent and you think back to those times, you go, there's no way he didn't, you know, like, no way know. they didn't want to know. Right. Of course. But by the way, like I didn't want to know time. either. I, right. I didn't want to know. I didn't come out till like after college. Right. Like, I was not having it. I was just, I was, that was not going to happen to me. That's what I, what I was thinking. So Jamie said she had a crush on Jane. I did. Uh, but nobody knew. Right. Until and, now. And then what about you, Robin? First crush. Oh my God. I, well, my first crush would have been Miss Taylor, my first grade teacher. But like my first, like really, like I'm in high school and I think I'm in trouble. And this is, I'm, please don't make oh fun God, of me too geez. hard for this, Judy. It was my basketball coach. Um. <laughs> okay, stereotype. Stereotype party of one. Please ding the bell, ding the bell. But it was also like, she was like, I had a really bad childhood. And at the time it was just me and my mom and she was drinking and there was all kinds of dudes and stuff. And like, she was like one of the people who was like there in my life. And I just worshiped her. Well, I think I might course. also want to make out with her too. And I was very confused. Is she out or no? She's a teacher. So I'm assuming no. What I mean, we talked, we talked, no, we talked about it later. After college, I got back in touch with her. So she, and we was would, she gay? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Oh, she was super gay. Okay. Duh. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I really she would like I... take me skiing and stuff. It was like, but it was like, she was oh. just like trying to be, but it was nothing inappropriate. Oh my God. I have to be so clear. She, I think she yeah. was trying to be there for me because my because home life was like really crazy. Wasn't there for you. Yeah. I, I yeah, feel yeah. like I need another sort of buzzer thing. For you need any... one for like my weird childhood. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> so, all right. If I had to ask you when you knew, I knew like immediately that something was different about me. I didn't know what it was until I was an adolescent until like every kid becomes like, Oh, uh, Oh, I am a sexual being, but there's this thing that I, I've been really mulling over lately is the fact that even if you're 11, 10, 11 years old and you know, okay, I think this is what it is. You innately know you can't tell anyone. Hmm. And that is what is so fucked up. It's like, yep. That is even, and even kids who have gay friendly parents Mm -hmm. are -hmm. afraid to tell them. Yeah. Don't Mm -hmm. you think so? Or I, I think our generation, I feel like it's shifted for them. I mean, you hear so many kids are coming out at like 12 right. now and they feel like comfortable. I mean, no, not every family, yeah, obviously. Because like we've interviewed some some younger gays who had a really hard time yeah, coming out right. still. still. But it's better. It's, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's I better because we're represented, but it's like, right. you know, like I'm growing up in the late 60s and the 70s. Yeah, you had, you had no one to look to. 
Well, there was no, we weren't, yeah. And and I knew, and I was like, my life will be over if I ever mm-hmm. tell anyone. It was really the AIDS crisis right. that forced people to come out of the closet, yeah. but you know. Hey everyone, you know what I just did? I tore, I poured, and I enjoyed a packet of Liquid IV. Because I love Liquid IV. Liquid IV is a major part of my life. And I just worked out with my trainer, and I had a delicious lemon ginger liquid IV. That one has a little extra. That has a little green tea in it, and so that's a little caffeinated. So I enjoy that because I needed it today. And, you know, it's getting warmer out, and what does that mean? Summer. Oh, God, please come. It can't come soon enough. And that means you have to hydrate. And that's what Liquid IV does. It hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. And it has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in one little stick. And that's why Liquid IV is the number one powered hydration brand in America. Okay? And I love it. I use it every day. Ben's basketball team uses it. It is a science-backed formula that works. It keeps you hydrated. And they have sugar-free. They have sugar-free packets in white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime. Okay? I didn't do the sugar-free. Okay. But Elisa does the sugar-free. So what are you going to do? You're going to stay hydrated because it's very, very important. And Liquid IV has been a longtime sponsor, and I love them, and they are a quality product. And this is what you're going to do. You're going to turn your ordinary, ordinary, can't speak, turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code JudyGold at checkout. That's J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code JudyGold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, can't even say my name, at liquidiv.com. Got it? You're welcome. So then you both went to college. Mm -hmm. Uh, Did you have your first experience in college? Who should we start with, audience? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Who do you want to start with today? No. All right, Jamie, did you, was it college? Yes, it was. Uh, what? No. No, yours was high school, Yahoo. It was high school. I hope Mama's high school. not listening. It was, well, it was a, <laughs> my mom's God, dead. Are so we she already really knows. Going? You're going there. You're going there. Wait, is your mother dead? Okay, yeah, go ahead. So <laughs> my mom's ahead. alive. My dad. No, I'm gone. kidding. Um, um, uh, it was, a uh, uh, one little, t- one small encounter in high school with a girl, with a girl and a guy, <gasps> what <laughs> San Francisco. I don't know. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. So theater, tell us theater group, I was San such Francisco. a loser in high school. God damn it. I was at the movies alone. Mm. Damn it. So that was one. And then nothing again for a long time. And then no, no, um, no, no, no. <laughs> that was one. No, I want details. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what year of what year of high school? This was I guess this was my senior year, I'm thinking, because I was I was with my boyfriend at the time. And Dominic. Dominic. Yeah. Dominic's a <laughs> Oh player. my god, I feel bad that I even mentioned him. 
He's oh, well, be like, oh, please. Hi, Dominic. He'll be so happy. You just I sent know. to the world he had a threesome yeah, in high with, school. But okay. was, I mean, like, it was like a high school, or like, it was like the most some, just vanilla some touching threesome you ever get. It was like Ooh. sad. It was sad. But it was okay, really so, my idea. So what happened? You said... Let's bring her. I don't remember. I don't oh, remember. Oh, yes, you do. Oh, thank you. remember. Thank you. I'm, I'm sure it, it was my idea. You All know, right. Like, let, I'll give you the scenario. We're rehearsing at Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> Rehearsal's over. You're like, oh, Hosanna, hey, Zanna. Zanna, Zanna, ho. Zanna, can we? Yeah, let's go. All right. So who who was the girl? Are you my, like? I'm my really close friend. So who was also in theater with us. Okay, so, so you say designer. So okay, so, so I was proud. I don't remember. I'm telling you, I don't remember. But it was probably my idea. Let's let's do this with where where did you go such. to do it? My friend's house. Okay, and it was nothing. Like basically, so little happened. It was kind of bad, and then it was it was nothing good. It was nothing good, and then nothing again happened again until college. Okay, and then. When you did that, were you like, oh, my God, the fir- in the high school thing, were you like, oh, my God, I'm gay? No. I, okay. I mean, I had been having like, you, you, just like you, like you all pressure. my life, like, oh, God, am I just because I feel this way? Does that mean that I'm gay? You know, that's that scary feeling you have. Oh, no, I didn't say doesn't mean I'm gay. I was like, oh, my God. Fuck! I'm, I'm gay. gay. You know? Right. No, I was always like, oh, God, am I gay in the back of my head? And then um, and then that happened in high school. But I was still really into my boyfriend. OK. Fuck him. All right. So I you know, go I, to college. Go to college. Where'd you go to college? The Boston Conservatory. That's right. You did. <laughs> and um, tell us about the first. Well, so then I had a huge. This was when it really, really, really. This is when I realized I had the hugest crush of my life on my other my new best friend in college. She was older. and She was my director in one of the plays. <laughs> oh, God. She knows who she is if she's listening to this. Um, she's like, yeah, it was. And we're still friends. We never, and she's gay now too. She's gay now. What do you, I hate that. To, I cannot stand that when people say she's gay now or he's gay now. It's we like didn't we were know. always fucking gay. So this okay? whole time we were both they're gay, out. but we they're didn't out. know. Right? Yeah, okay. she's out now. She's okay. very so, right. lesbian now. Okay, so we never acted on it. I never, I never boat. acted on it with her. All right, but so you had. You had this crush. Huge. And, but you didn't act crush. on it. Never. It was what, awful. When was the first time you slept with a woman? Then it was my senior year in college with a friend in my class. And were you dating guys before that? hmm Okay. When you slept, I'm asking, the, I'm preparing where I'm so nervous over on the other side. Like, when you slept off. with- We're talking about our book. Uh, we are. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. When we're we talking slept, about our next book. This is the precursor. We want people invested in you guys yes, so that yes. they go, oh, I want to read that book. Okay. Maybe so, they'll talk about making out with a threesome in high school. Yeah. When you slept with a woman, yes. were you like, oh, okay. Or was it as good as with Dominic? No, it was. <laughs> we have to stop saying his name. Um, it was amazing. It was right. wonderful. Yeah, and, it was great. Did that, did you then know? Yeah. I, yeah. After that, I had, I had this moment, I'm walking down West Westland Avenue in Boston, um, to go to the grocery store. And I had this moment after that encounter with this girl walking down the street and I think in my head, I'm gay. I'm a lesbian. I'm gay. I'm a lesbian. And I felt this weight just lift. Right. 
Yes. It's like an out-of-body experience. And it felt so good right. to, to finally say that in my head. I didn't say right. to anybody else, but right, just right, to right. even like, I also had this friend in college. She's still one of my best friends who was always like, Jamie, you get, she's from Jersey. She, Jamie, you fucking get, you're a yeah. fucking lesbian. Like all the time she would tell me this. And I'd be like, no, I just think she's really <laughs> Wait, what, pretty. was she Jewish? No, she's Puerto Rican, but she calls oh, right, herself a thing. Puerto Rican Jew. Cause okay. I don't know. We'll, we'll give her a half thing. We'll give her a half thing. Okay. So, um. So, but then I had this, <laughs> yes. Alexis, All right. Alexis okay. just got a shout out. Um, hey, so I had this moment. It just felt like the weight lifted. But then it still took me another year to like really start saying I was bisexual to people. Right. I did that too. I did that. Too. But <laughs> you're so bisexual. much younger than me that I just can't believe you had to go through that. Now let's go to Robin. I, did, I just had the realization now. that my kids are in a room on either side of this. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, that, maybe I during this that. portion, I'll talk like this. Okay. Well, now I they like heard that. mine. Whatever. So Robin, you're in high school. You have a coach yeah. on your basketball coach. Sure. Were you, did you, were you with guys or were you? I mean, I really was a loser, Judy. I can't stress that enough. I had this <laughs> one boyfriend and we were both kind of like making out like, and then that went what away. What was his name? Mark. Mark <laughs> Rowanowski, maybe. What's he was he like doing? a hockey okay. player or something. I met him out working at the McDonald's like you do right. um, in Homer. And that didn't go well. And then college, <laughs> I had like a lot of drunken making out. And by the way, and I'm where'd you go to college? Tell everyone. Like a college upstate. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but none of the sex. I was having none of the sex because at that point, like I was like not in a relationship and I had all this baggage and I thought like, I can't just like sleep with someone because then I'll be like a whore because I am not in everybody. will know I'm not in a relationship. And so like nothing was happening. That that went through so, your brain. Is, there was a lot insane. happening up here. But you were having girl crushes. You know, like a little bit, but it was like, what would happen is like, it would come up and I would go, no, that, no, that's probably not. But I just want to hang out with her a lot. And then I, I was really able to put it away. And then what happened was it just kept coming up more and more and more and more. And then I went to grad school, which by the way, get ready to hit your stereotype bell to be a phys ed teacher. <laughs> okay. I, got, I just have to I just pause say, and go vomit. I'll be right back. <laughs> but okay. I want to tell you, I want to tell you, this is like how screwed up my thinking was. I thought I wanted to be an actor and I thought, I'll be a phys ed teacher because then I could pursue acting in the summers. Like I just was, right. I was a very Summer lost, sucks. yeah, I was right. a very lost child and I just didn't know, I, nobody so, was supporting me and I didn't know what to do. Before, before graduate school, you had no experiences is what None. you're saying. Well, I mean, okay. some like random drunken things in college, but with boys. With girl, with boys. No, with okay. boys. No so, girls. All right, so let's go to the first. So then I'm in grad school and I just, Judy, <laughs> the level of stereotype, I'm coaching volleyball. Oh, and, God, um, I can't. Yeah. For my grad assistantship for, to be a phys ed teacher. And, uh, uh, this very attractive girl, um, asked me after class to go out. What's her name first? Her, her name was Regina. Um, oh God. Okay. And, right. I know. I know. <laughs> and, and I immediately went home and I said, I think you have me confused with someone else. Cause I just was like, I could not do it. Like I, right. I had so much internalized homophobia that I just couldn't, I couldn't have it happen. And I went but home she, and told all she, my friends about it, but she, she phrased it like a date. I said, do okay. you, I said, are you, do you mean like a day? And she was like, yeah. And I was just like, uh, oh, I know I, that's not me. I think, you know, and also I'm your teacher. I don't even know the things I was saying. It was like right. ridiculous. And I went home and told all my friends because I had to talk about it, but I had right. to like make it be a bad thing. And then like for like three weeks, I couldn't sleep because I was just like, I, I was living outside of Pennsylvania. And I remember thinking like, what am I going to do? Like, if, when are you going to ever figure out if this is who you are? Right, and if right. you don't try this, you're not going to. And so I asked her to stay after class. 
<laughs> oh God, I can't! It's like a bad <laughs> lifetime yeah. movie. I can't believe we don't have another sound effect. Like God one of my it. Okay, actually, okay. I know these are all li- like little porno movies. So bad. Do you porno? Okay, so go ahead. And so then we started dating, but I hid it from all my friends. And then this is where I get really wait, wait, wait. For, so you go out, where was your first date? We, we, well, that well, we just went for a drink after class. And then it just sort of like, like lesbians do it. Just like, we just kept hanging out. And then eventually we made out. And who, who made the first move? I, I like, honestly remember. can't remember the first time we kissed. Isn't that horrible? Oh my yes. God, I'm a horrible person. How did I not remember? You don't know if you I know it was in her car. I know it was in her car. I'm, I know. I, I feel it was like, like you made the first move. No, I mean, it was very shy and timid and yeah it was like i think oh, it was in her car God. i remember that okay, much that's great okay i know i know i'm sorry Please, i can't do more sex if she had a subaru we're ending she had a honda prelude it was very sporty and i remember okay. making out in her car that's what i remember okay on like weird she remembers the car but yeah. she doesn't fucking remember who made the first move so you kiss her and then do you realize oh, bing 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 yeah bing. no as soon as we started hanging out i knew i knew but i was still had so much shame i was like i can't tell anybody and so then all my friends were like where the fuck are you all the time because my friends were like my life like when you have like, and they a fuck, were straight right all my friends were straight all of them and they were just like you're just disappearing all the time now and i was like and i turned into this crazy person who was like what do you need to know where i'm going i'm going to lunch leave Right. And I was like an insane person. And they right. were all just like, we just wanted to know if you ate already. Like, right. It was just like, <laughs> it was just like crazy. And, and then I told her that she had to go by a different name when I introduced her to my friends because they all knew the name Regina and it was so specific. Oh, so I made her go oh by Jennifer. God. I'm not even kidding. This, this poor is girl. fucking beyond closeted. Okay. So, she, so you introduce her and her name's Jennifer. Yeah. Right? And then eventually friends started figuring it out. And so then we just started like slow fading out the name Jennifer. And I said it was like her middle name. I did not handle any oh, of this well. My God. Look at <laughs> <laughs> good in this story Judy. okay okay and then how long were you with regina a, a year and a half but like i want to say like oh somewhere around God. six months i told all my friends and we we started telling everyone <laughs> okay and did but your she friend- was a crazy person oh very okay. nice girl but a little sad. crazy okay and so then did you because you made her use another name Oh, and well, then she was also like flirting with all my friends and all my guy friends wanted. She was very pretty, and all my guy right. friends wanted to go out with her. And I would just be like, "Just leave her alone. She's not interested." And they'd be like, "Why?" And I'd be like, "She's just not." It was just like the whole thing was and like so twenty-one. What year is this? Nineteen ninety-two-three. That is just—it's so interesting to me that you would be so closeted at that time. No, listen. So during this time, Judy, Melissa Etheridge comes out and my friends were dying for me to come out. Like, so my one friend, the straight woman, Aileen, Karen's cousin, she goes, she goes, so I hear Melissa Etheridge is gay. She goes, I think that's really wonderful. It's great. And I was like, well, good for her. And then I like stormed <laughs> out. Like I just was not going to tell I them. know people. I, know. I wasn't ready. I think I wasn't it's ready. I think it's where you, where you come from yeah. and what you're, I know, but it's and- just that, you know, for me, it's just the, sh- the fact that we have to fucking go through that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Now, at this time, these, so, all right. So you're, you, then you're both realize you're lezzies and yeah. Do you, do you feel like I'm coming out and then I'm restricting my, you know, I'm going to be restricted from doing. I did oddly enough for all the shame that I had, I was just like, now I'm just going to have it with a woman. Like I'm, I was always going to have kids. Okay. I I was never, I never felt. And I felt like if I, I mean, at that point I couldn't get a date. It didn't matter if it was men or women. Like I was (laughs) not. 
So I didn't, I was just like, I'll do it alone. Like I was going to be a mom no matter what. Me too. Actually. Yeah. I was so going to have never a thought, Oh, I I'm, you know, I'm going to, if I want a family, I'm going to have to marry a guy and no. live. A fun- I, nope. Also, I had like so many gay male friends from being from the musical theater world. Like all my, all my guy okay. friends were gay. So but not uh, my idea, except Dominic. And then some, a handful of straight guys. But like my idea was I'm going to use one of my gay friends and I'm going to become a mother with them. That didn't right, happen. Right, 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 that right. That didn't happen oh, at all. Oh, interesting. But I always thought that's that's always an option for me. I had a friend. That's so fascinating. Uh, because I, I, didn't, I thought single mom. That's funny. I was just like, I'll do it alone. I don't need anybody. <laughs> I had, I had a, um, I have a cousin who, <laughs> I think I've told this story on the podcast before, who her mother-in-law was like, why isn't Judith married? And uh, my cousin was like, well, she travels a lot and she's too tall. <laughs> it's like the opposite. So of she can't meet anyone. Me. And I'm like, oh my God. And she believed that shit. And she's like, yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> so Melissa comes out, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Who, and then Ellen, right? Mm-hmm. But Ellen. Rosie. Was, Rosie between those well, two, right? Rosie no, no. Uh, Rosie was after Ellen. Oh, all right. But I'm trying to think, we're slightly different too. I'm like five or six years. What? She always got to say how old I am, Judy. She's always got to be like, I'm younger. Did you catch that? Can you yell at her, please, Judy? Because I I was in high school in 92. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) That's so cute. No, but um, so, okay, so let's get back to that question. Who were your Leslie role model? Like who? Melissa Etheridge. I worshiped her. I worshiped her. That was it. Katie Uh, Lang? Rosie. Bonnie. I liked Ani, her music. And Ani's not even gay anymore. Right. Well, she's still a bisexual. You but Ani was was my my And no comedians? Ellen. I loved Ellen. And Judy, and Judy Gold. Gold. Now you didn't even know me. Um <laughs> There you, weren't that many to be true. I know. No, that was it. Those were the That's people. It. Hey everyone, did you know that Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the United States with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the United States? And I'm one of them. You're listening to one of them. Fast Growing Trees has everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and your space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever, forever. I just want you to know that I just got off a plane and I walked in my apartment. What was the first thing I did is I came in and said hi to Avi, my fig tree. I'm telling you, and I have Yael, which is another plant, but Fast Growing Trees has changed my atmosphere here in my apartment. You don't need a lot of space, but they do have, you know, they have stuff for outdoor spaces. But I live in an apartment, and I'm telling you, Avi and Yael, yes, they're both Jewish names, Hebrew, the space looks so much better. And I just had a conversation with Avi. Like, I was like, I missed you. I love having living things here. It's very, very, I don't know, it's made this more of a home. It's the best. And Elisa has some too. And she loves them. And she talks to them too. But she got that from me. Anyway, check out Fast Growing Trees. 
you need to be around plant life. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code Judy Gold at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code Judy Gold. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You're welcome. Now, how did you meet your current partners? And then we're going to move on to the book. Who's going first? Robin's going first. Robin, you um, go first. I, I, was just, I was doing a one-woman show. How did you meet Mary? You did your one-woman show. You did a one-woman show, and the guy who was direct- Berman? In, in Search of Tula Berman. You did yes. research, Julie. Yes. Um, That's right, bitches. Which, which was about this girl what? in high school I had recurring dreams about, but whatever, okay, it's but fine. Her name, fine. But Berman, so she's Jewish, right? No, she wasn't really Jewish. <laughs> I tried to change her name so it didn't- But you used a Jewish name. There's, okay, yeah, because so, I was in New York then. There's no right. Jewish people in upstate My New threesome, York. she was Jewish. She was? You didn't fucking tell me that? <laughs> okay, so In Search of Tula Berman, it was at Ars Nova, where I actually did my one-person show- 25 I, questions for a Jewish mother, by the way. By the way, I saw that at the, I saw it in one of the early runs at the, what was that? The church oh on God. 44th street. Oh I God. saw it there. Oh, you did? You went I to did. see it? I Thank told you. you. Yes. Yes. Um, so. Fuck you, so, Jamie. Yes. <laughs> she was still in high school, Judy. I don't care. So there was the, the guy who directed it worked with Mary and she had this horrible long-term girlfriend since high school and they were just like they were as good as not together but like but they were from Ohio and you just never left that's what you do right 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 and so he had her draw the artwork of me for the poster for the thing oh that's nice yeah and then we met on the next play I did she came in and did like production we were like and we were like it was so ridiculous like exchanging emails of like pictures of us as kids like we were flirting like with these two other people on the chain so it felt like I'm not doing anything wrong right 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 and then eventually we made out and then she left the lady and and oh, then we so, and then so we you're a homewrecker okay sure. mm-hmm. yeah the okay. home was already wrecked Judy I don't know right don't okay know. Jamie <clears throat> okay so <laughs> I want to know um Maybe. first of all um, I just want to say Jamie's with Anne mm-hmm. and Jamie. One of the fascinating things about Jamie is that <laughs> she is a musical theater person, but she spent a lot of time on cruise ships, I which did. I have done a whole sh- a shitload of cruise ships, but I'm only on for a week and I can't wait to get the fuck off at the oh, end of the week. So it's a little bit like a prison. It, yeah. it's, it's, so, it and you, li- and you lived in the shit part of the boat, right? Yeah. But I had my own room. If that. Did is- you have a balcony? No. Okay. No, I didn't even have a window. Um, Yeah, it's a a life. It's a life. And how long did you spend? What's the longest period of time you spent on a ship Uh, without? Ten months. (gasps) Or no, I'm sorry, eight months. That's so long. Eight months because you had two months of rehearsal. Um, Yeah, so the contracts are like ten months long. And what was what cruise line was it? Disney. Anti-Semitic, <laughs> so I'm not ringing the bell. Okay. Don't ring the bell. So, and, ha- and uh, did you, you must've had a lot of sex on that or no? No, no, I didn't. My first, so the first time around, I had two years away stints. So the first time I did it, I was with a, uh, another woman. She was, I was in a long-term relationship with my ex for, uh, I guess we were together um, seven, eight years. Mm-hmm. 
And so the first stint I did was when I was with her. So I wasn't having sex. I was with my, my girlfriend. I did, however, have a huge crush on another lady that was in the cast during that lady. time. Yeah. Then, yeah. then, lady. but then I broke my knee and I had to go home in the middle of that contract. Then I didn't go back again until I was with my, I had just met Anne, my now wife. And so we were in a like very beginning stages, long distance relationship. So no, there was no sex unless when she came to visit. And did you ever like see like straight couples on the boat, like cheating? Doing it. And- oh yeah. Oh yeah. Any gay, oh, yeah. did the gay guys go like, oh, I just slept with this guy and he's with his wife and kids or anything like that? I never heard it. Mm. No, oh, they weren't. Come that, on. They weren't I feel that, like that has to happen on a cruise yeah. ship. I didn't hear of anybody. No. I what? didn't hear the stories. I didn't oh, hear stories God. of guys. You're, you're, I'm just because the, to... here's what happened, Judy. The guys in the cast were like all over Sleeping each, each other. other. Yeah. So I don't right. really know what was happening outside of the cast as much, to be real. But the girls, the girls who had boyfriends at home were definitely having sex with guys in other um jobs on the ship. I feel like there would be like a dirty dancing sort of like 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 people in the families making out with people who work on the ship. And did any women like wives or anything come up to you and be like, hey, baby. No, no, (laughs) no. It's also it was Disney. So we're not allowed to really um, fraternize, fraternize with the guests. So it was all just internal crap. Um, But anyway, um, (laughs) I wish I I hadn't gone. I met my wife at a pride party. Oh God. I know, <laughs> but it was a pride party. I was waiting tables at the time and my waitress friend had a friend who was having a pride party and I had just broken up with my long-term relationship and I was burnt out and not looking. And this friend would not let it go. You have to come and it's going to be lesbians. It's going to be so le- so many lesbians. And I know there are not, it's always men. I'm not going to your right, stupid right, right. pride party. I don't need this in my life. She dragged me there kicking and screaming. And it was the first pride party I had ever gone to where it was literally all lesbians except for the two male gay friends I brought. There you go. So cut to you guys both get married. You want to start a family. And you wrote this book, If These Ovaries Could Talk, the things we've learned about making an LGBTQ family. Here it is. Forward by Um, Judy Gold. uh, Forward by the amazing. And I have the big, I have the pull quote on the front. You You really do. You do. I loved this book and I loved it because first of all, I love the way it's written. It's written. You guys each have your, your story at the beginning of the chapter about the topic of the chapter. And then, you know, you started this podcast, which we're going to get into in a second. And you use the voices of LGBTQ people to sort of, you know, force a, a discussion. I think that is the best way to write a book. Like in my book, Yes, I can. By the way, love your book. And and, and by the way, shout out, no, shout out to everybody. Get the audio book of Judy's book Mm -hmm. because Judy reads it and she does an amazing Donald. Thank you. Your impressions are really good. Well, she's really, I just like to get the essence of the comment. You do. You're like, Donald Trump is like amazing. Like I would be walking down the street laughing. Do some Donald Trump. I don't even know. Oh, I hate it. I have COVID. COVID. So... You it's know, not funny. In it's my funny. book, like I have the each chapter is sort of an argument, you yeah. know, and I have jokes to back it up. So this mm-hmm. is it's like a similar sort of read. And you can just, you know, pick the chapter and go, oh, I want to read about this. So. You decided to start this podcast, and I know that that Robin does all the work and Jamie doesn't do it, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> so you decide to do this podcast. And when you first decide to do this podcast, oh my God. do you th- do you think, oh my God, are we going to run out of people to talk to? Like, where is it going to go? Like, because yeah. it is in a way it's so specific and it's so not specific because yeah. there's so many different kinds of families. So when you first did the podcast, were you like, all right, we'll do like five episodes or something like what, how did that come about? I mean, basically we, we, we talked about doing the podcast in a bar over margaritas, margaritas. at the pride family. I function. heard it was over three margaritas, but I'm it's sure it was probably more I, mean, than I was pregnant at the time. So I had a mock margarita, unfortunately, uh-huh. but um, we talked about it and we, we were with a bunch of our other mom friends. We have like this small group of gay mom friends that we meet every year. And we were all there and all of the gay mom friends were like, yes, this is a great idea. You should do this. We'll be on the podcast and we'll be on the podcast. So we knew we had one season just based on the friends we had. And I'll say this. That's what I thought we were committing to. (laughs) A season. Right. Of a podcast, which was going to be like a side hobby. Right. And then I learned to know Robin a little better. And right. it's not just a side hobby anymore. It's much bigger than that. And right. so I'll let Robin take it from here. But yeah, we thought it was going to be one season. Or I did. I didn't. Um, <laughs> I, when we met, I like opened up 47 Google Docs and we were like, let's do this. But the thing is, is that I think somewhere around the third episode we recorded, we did Jamie's story first, then my story. And then we did a, a friend of Jamie's, Jamie's ex actually. And was that who we did? That was our third episode. And when we, and it was such a powerful episode. It was, it was a hard one about their baby um, dying, a stillborn. Yeah, stillborn. And it was, awful, a, and, and it's, we walked out and, and we were both like, that's the podcast. The like it's, stories. this is not a podcast about how to make a baby. Cause that's like eight episodes and you're done. Right. And I remember my wife is like such a naysayer. Like she's like, she's very, very, very supportive, but she's always like, she's always like, I don't know, you're going to run out of episodes. And I was like, baby, stop saying that. Right. Um, but as soon as we did that, it doesn't matter if you did IUI IVF. And so does the next person. It's cause it's your personal journey. It's like, I have always thought of the podcast as, um, story core, like about, Oh Yeah. So it's like, it doesn't matter if it's a grandfather and a grandson, it's their personal journey that right. makes it interesting. And, and that's, and that's, by the way, when we stalked you, you were on Amy Schumer's podcast and, and you and, were the producer. Yeah. And I heard you talking with Henry and I was like, cause at first I was like, I don't, I don't think we can get her. And then I, oh, then I, <laughs> <laughs> you were like our first big person. You were oh, our first celebrity. But then it just went down. I mean, uphill from there. Yeah. Go ahead. No. But then I heard really. you with Henry and I called Jamie after and I was like, we have to get Judy and we have to see if she'll bring Henry. Um, because it's like the dynamic between the two of you was, was so wonderful. Like, I wish that we were like a higher budget production and could have gotten you two arguing over the milk in the refrigerator. Oh my God. Because it was so like wonderful. That was one of our but favorite moments. Anyway, the, nowhere the, to be found. Yeah. It's just in our, <laughs> it's heads. in our heads. But right. the point is that it's, it's, that's what it shifted to. And that, even though it's niche, is why it has legs because I want to hear people's journeys and their right. stories. And as the podcast kept going, we started, uh, he, all these recurring themes just started coming up and it turned into how you parent as an LGBTQ person. And, and how you disclose your origin story to your kids. And, and so it, it just, it just keeps growing and growing and growing right. and growing. There's so many topics to talk about with our families that are different than your average mom and pop family. Right. And yet we're so Same. similar. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's the thing. Exactly. Um, we still, and we're our, still yelling at our kids. Right. And our secrets are sort of 
open secrets because you, you can't know, hide. You can't, you really can't. And once you have a kid, and you say that in the book, you know, once you have a kid, you're out of the closet. Mm-hmm. And 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 I don't think people realize that kids of LGBTQ families also have to come out of the closet every single yes. day of their life and because they are all, who's your father? Who's your mother? Mm-hmm. Who's the, mm-hmm. You know, it's constant. Yep. Yeah. My daughter is six. So she's just now like really starting to process it and have feelings over having to say my mom and my other mom, like she has said to me, you know, I, I sometimes I don't like to say I have two moms because she doesn't want to stand out, you know, so this is already starting to happen. And everybody, wow. it's, mm-hmm. oh, it's so hard because you, first of all, you don't want your poor child to have to have feelings about their gay moms or shame. And also to think, yeah, that that's that's an interesting thing because I really didn't have that with, you know, Henry's my oldest. So he was like, you know, he was he was the experiment, you know, because we joined our daycare. <laughs> we went to this right. daycare and we were the first lesby parents. We were first gay parents, same sex uh, parents. And then yeah. they were so warm. I mean, like, we're so lucky we live in New York City. I mean, yes. God only knows. So there's that. And then, you know, when he, they were going, it's people don't realize what a fucking nightmare it is to get your kids into even grammar school here. And we yeah. were looking for schools. We went to Heschel, which is a <laughs> um, <laughs> Jewish, and everyone's like, you should go to Heschel. They're so open. It's such a great education. And, you know, first we walked in, we're like, I don't want my kid going to school with all, you know, white Jewish kids. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and then, you know, we went up to the principal, and this has got to be, maybe 2001-ish, 2002, around there. And uh, we went up to the principal and and we said, (laughs) do you have any other same-sex families in the school? And she said, we don't. And if you feel uh, comfortable here, you're welcome to apply or something like that. Some fucking cunty, fuck you. we, We walked out and we threw the the application out. Plus I was always going to be putting my kids in public school. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I have a plethora of things people said to us when we were walking down the street. <laughs> the two mom- I mean, look, I, this, we're talking for me, 1996 mm-hmm. yeah. and 1997. And it, what people would say to us, you know, who's the real mom. Mm-hmm. And we, we had decided that we were going to say, we forgot. Um, and that's funny. And people would say, wait, how is that possible? Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, do you find that people think they can, like, I find this as a comic, I'm sure Robin, you've done standup. So, I mean, like that after a show, um, and you're a performer, Jamie, like people come up to you and think they can just talk to you. Like you're, they're, they're they think your friends. Friend. They think you're yeah. friends. And, and, and plus if you're a comic, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're, um, bearing they think yourself they can, they think they can correct they can. jokes to you. Yeah. Too. And also just say, do you get rejection from your, any, any, uh, part of your family, any part of your friends? I think that people who are listening, who are not part of our community, don't realize that, you know, as much as we were not, we were invalidated because we weren't allowed to get married and because we've had to have so much paperwork and paperwork and paper. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. this is my kid. I'll prove it. Here's the fucking papers. We also have to deal with your family Ignorance. saying, no, that's not really my, no, I'm not related to, you know, yeah. Yeah. Did you guys, 
experience that? And what are the stupid things that? I mean, just like you, who's the real mom? I think we've I've I've never experienced that, but you have a lot. A lot. Who's the real mom? Um, I get, my wife hates this, um, but I I get people saying, oh, you're so lucky to have grandma with you. You got to stop telling people that. I would kill you if you were my wife and you said that. I know. You got to have, wait. She doesn't look that much older than me, but I'm very short. So people think. Wait, are you short? Because we haven't talked about (laughs) that. Yeah. I mean, are you tall? So people I don't know. Think, I know people think that's, yeah. That's people right, think Elisa and I are sisters. I'm like, she's 5'5 five five and I'm 6'2 and yeah. she has a fucking nose job. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so sorry. there's that. But I also get because um, I gave birth to my son and my wife gave birth to our daughter. Even friends will say, like, if I'm complaining about one of the kids, if I'm complaining about my daughter. Who oh, my God. Yes. Kids, yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. She's driving me crazy. Well, or, or, or I get a lot, like, I'm, I'm having such a good time with my son. Well, that's because he's yours. Ugh. I know. I well, get that all the yours. fucking time. Well, uh, so wait, but that one's yours. yours. He's, right. And I uh, fucking and people say that. Fuck. People I love say that. People See, I, love I don't know that. if I don't hear it because I had both the kids. I don't, like, we had an issue with Mary's dad, but it's because he's 98 years old right. and she had never come out to him. And when I was pregnant with Maxine, my oldest, I like, I, I, thank you. And we were going, we would go home she to her house for, um, yeah. for Christmas every year. And I said, to her, I was six months pregnant. And I said, you or maybe four months. I was like, you got to tell your dad. I was like, we can't just pretend like I got fatter. Right. I was like, you're going to have to. And she, I was like, he already knows you're gay. Just tell him we're having a baby. Well, it turned out he was so like Ohio'd, like he just didn't, wasn't. And he was just like, I wish you hadn't told me. And then they didn't talk. And we didn't see him for like four years until her sister got in there and renegotiated. But he, it's cause he's nine at the time he was 94 from West Virginia and he needed help. And right. her Mary's sister navigated it. And now we go back and I don't know if he considers them his grandkids, but they call him pap and just like all the other kids and, right, right. and, and it's fine now, but that's our only experience. You know, as long as the kids don't know that, um, this is a decision. I'm going to go through some of the chapters, uh, how to decide who your sperm donor is going to be. And mm-hmm. it's, I love that chapter because it is a go, it is this back and forth. Wait, we could get someone we know and then they'll know. And, but then, and I remember the one thing that Sharon said to me was, we need to decide who we want our family to be. Yes. And that really stuck with me. Do we want it to be us, the kids, and then quote unquote, uncle slash father figure slash, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. do we just want to have a family? And so, you know, you had the option of, which we'll, we'll talk about the, of the open donor and the non-open donor. Yep. So can you explain how you both decided who the donor was going to be? For me, I, I felt, I think you said this in our interview with you. I wanted our family to be us. I was very adamant that like, just cause I need your part. Like you're not the kid's dad. Like we are the moms. I don't need you. I don't want you, but I wanted to make sure that at 18, I didn't take away the right for the kids to be right. able to find the person if they wanted to. Cause it was really before 23 and me. I, I was just going to say yeah. that. That's because important. like now everybody's finding everybody. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, so that was really important to me. 
we kind of talked about a known donor for like a second and it was like intoxicating because the idea of like, I would actually be able to see this grown up and see right, if they're right. a loser and what they've done versus just some college dude who's like whacking off in a cup. But like, we, we ultimately just were like, no, we're not doing that. But I have come around since on opening up to other siblings right, and stuff, right, right. but it took me a minute. I was really closed. Yeah. Shocking. I, yeah. I, um, like I said, early on, I thought I was going to use a known, known donor because I had so many gay male friends. But then when I met Anne, she wasn't so keen on the known donor idea. And we had close friends that had gone the anonymous donor route and they had a, a baby when we were start, first started talking about it. So we had them as an example and we went back and forth between, are we going to, and then I had a friend on the cruise ship who we both were like, actually, he might be a contender. So do we ask him or do we go with the anonymous? We went back and forth and back and forth. And we decided to go with the anonymous because same reason we wanted it to just be us. And this one person we were thinking of had a really close family and his parents were really involved. And we were, when we got really deep into the conversation, we thought, well, then what, like, are we going to allow his his parents and siblings right, right, right. to be it's a messy. part of like, it's a lot. Yeah. Did you oh ever, I, for us, this, uh, a, the a, HIV was a huge consideration. Mm-hmm. Is that ever an issue with you guys? No, no. Cause that we were, you know, at the banks were, were screening at that point. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I mean, there was like a six month quarantine, all of that stuff. So, I mean, ours was too, but it was, so it was still sort of, I, I, I imagine yeah. it would have been. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for listening to part one of Kill Me Now with Jamie Kelton and Robin Hopkins. I love those gals and I love their book. If you like the show, please make sure to subscribe and leave a review. It helps more people find this incredibly amazing podcast. Five stars only, please. Okay, I already hate myself. So five stars only. Thanks. Also, if you've not purchased my book, yes, I can say that when they come for the comedians, we're all in trouble. There is really something wrong with you because the book is great and you listen to my podcast. So don't you want more of me? Okay, don't answer that. But it really is a great read. And and the audiobook, which was featured in the New York Times book review, is getting rave reviews and lower the volume when you listen to it. But let me just read a little review from Amazon. Oh, here's one. An intelligent, provocative book about comedy and its importance. Judy Gold, that's me, explores the history of comedy and keenly illustrates how comedy serves as a coping mechanism for humans during the most difficult times and the role comedy plays in moving society through social change. Funny and thoughtful, you will learn a lot. Thank you, Leslie, from Amazon. I really appreciate it. So come on, there you go. It would mean like so much to me if you would check out my book and you can order them on my on the homepage of judygold.com, which is brand new, my new website, or you can get it wherever books are sold. Do not go to the library because I don't get any money for that. Anyway, make sure to follow me on Twitter and on Instagram for all upcoming virtual events, live events. <laughs> I am uh, reachable at Judy Gold, J-E-W-D-Y-G-O-L-D, because I'm a Jew, you know, you know what I'm saying? And um, we got one more week, folks. So uh, please, please, please vote. Please wear a mask. Please be safe. Oh, I can't wait till this is over. And as we always say, so long. Don't forget to tune in next week to Just Kill Me Now. Um, or, let's just kill me. Oh. Don't forget to turn uh, for part two on Just Kill Me. No, it's not. It's just, just Kill Me. Now. No, Judy Gold's Just Kill Me. Just Kill Me Now. Just Kill Me Now. <laughs>